Welcome to the fourth episode of Ripping Off Angels, a comedy by yours truly Nigel Holloway, performed by the Concept Players Theatre Company. The story so far. The -the off-the-wall theatre company have been remarkably inventive in their ideas to raise enough cash to save themselves from bankruptcy. Aggie's variation on the theme of a coffee morning has been a financial triumph. But Jack, the chairman, is not happy at how close the members are getting to the edge of the law in their fundraising attempts. I don't care what Jack says, I thought it was bloody brilliant. Oh yeah, so did I. And as for young Robert, what a talent that boy has. You don't have to go on about it. I was impressed. Oh, so was I. just don't remember. Oh, there, there, dear. You were on another planet. Has Doris recovered? Oh, yes. She's alternating between periods of hot flushes of embarrassment and hot flushes of something approaching lust. We didn't mean to upset anybody. (laughs) Don't be upset. As soon as she decides which hot flush is which, she never stopped talking about it. How much money did we make? I don't know. Once Jack realised what we'd done, he started waffling on about Essex. Was it ethics? Anyway, I've just left them there. No doubt, when they come to proceeds, they'll see it for what it really was—a jolly good piece of fundraising, which didn't hurt anyone. Certainly raised our profile in the area. Yeah. But not so much that the local constabulary took any notice. I think that might well have been due to Barney. Oh, so he guessed then? Well, he didn't say so, but I think he must have. Still, we got away with it. (laughs) We must have taken a couple of thousand. How many people were there? I couldn't tell. I was stuck in the kitchen. Well, didn't anybody count? Was there anybody left who could count? My guess would be about 300 or so. Every one of them had a publicity flyer for Macbeth. I don't remember anyone handing out flyers. They didn't. Barney and I went round afterwards, stuffing them in people's pockets. You'll find them when they wake up. (laughs) I expect there to be a run on the box office on Monday morning. But the flyers haven't been printed yet. Not the official ones, no. Barney and I printed a few uh, specials just for today. Do you get the feeling things are getting a bit out of hand? (laughs) Totally. Isn't it exciting? (laughs) This is the best fun we've had in years. Missed it. Never mind, love. Right in the middle of the next episode, promise. Will I really? I think I can guarantee it, 100%. Evening all. How are we? We're fine. How are you? Feeling very pleased with myself. Any particular reason? I solved a crime. All on my own. You did? Yes. All I've got to do now is to round up the guilty parties. Oh, right. And would you believe it, they're all sat around this table. Yes! Absolutely correct. I've got you for so many offences today that you could end up inside for, well, let me... I'm not serious. He is, you know. He can't be. Not after exposing himself to a group of frightened, helpless, innocent women. Ah, it's a fair cup. I'll forget about your little misdemeanours if you forget about mine. What do they call that? Plea bargaining? Blackmail. <laughs> One of those. Now, off the record, I think that was a completely brilliant operation this morning, Aggie. It was worthy of a brilliant criminal mind like mine. 
In fact, when I sussed what you were up to, I was amazed that I hadn't thought of it myself. Well, thank you, Sherlock. I'm equally impressed by your ideas. Ah, you've heard them. The vision of a true master. Praising indeed. Look, could you two take your mutual admiration society elsewhere? We've got work to do. All done, mate. You've done all the preparation for tomorrow night? I certainly have. Information sheets, business cards, script. Script? When have you had time to write a script? Did I say I was going to write a script? Yes, you did, and I just assumed... Well, well let's just say I borrowed Where did you get it from? The source of all that is wonderful, the internet. Does it have a name? Well, at the moment it's called Raiders of the Lost Ark, but I'm going to change the cover. It's very good, by the way. For goodness sake, Barney, you can't do that. Of course he can. He's not actually planning to make the film. What? But I thought that you and I need to have a little chat. Can't I be in the film? No, but you can be a star. Can I? If you play your cards right, you can be absolutely certain that everyone will be looking exclusively at you. And your performance will be remembered for years to come. Yes! By the way, we've kept some cake for the workers. Anybody want some? Oh, yeah. can't get over it. How could they? It's entirely my fault. I should have listened to you. I should never have let Aggie have a free hand. I thought she was concentrating on the publicity for the show. So did everybody else. Apparently Barney had no idea what was going on. He couldn't possibly have had any idea, otherwise he would have stopped them. It's against the law, after all. Well, strictly speaking, but society is changing, Jack. Maybe it's us who are out of touch. Their plan certainly worked. You will say that again. How much did we take? Well, I haven't managed to count it all yet, but it must be a good three and a half thousand pounds. It's amazing! And that doesn't include the bricks we sold. I thought you'd included them. No, I haven't counted them yet. Or the t-shirts I sold. You can't really be angry with them. They were doing it for the society. But they could have destroyed the whole thing. It was only last night you were thinking that we'd have to close it down anyway, even before we'd had the chance to do Macbeth. I think you should be able to impress the lady at the bank sufficiently with today's takings to at least let us do the show, to see if we can make a profit on it. I suppose you're right. It was pretty impressive, even if it was illegal. Or if not entirely legal, then at least... Unethical. I don't think you should spend any more time thinking about it, Jack. I get the distinct impression that things are taking on a life of their own. At least you know how much they care about the society. I hadn't thought about that. But really, that striptease... Yes, I was thoroughly shocked, Jack. Thoroughly shocked. Especially by that young lad, Robert. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I want to start by thanking you all for coming out this evening. It's mighty good to see so many of you good people here. And I hope that by the end of the evening you will be looking forward as much as we are to working together with us on our latest blockbuster movie. First, some introductions. My name is George M. Lucas. 
and I'd like to introduce you to the artistic director of the movie. May I present to you Mr. Stephen B. Spielberg. And on my left, one of the stars of our production, Miss Sharon C. Stone. Let's hear it for them. Now, I trust that you've all read the information sheet which you've got at the door, but just in case you've not had the time to read it all, just go through the main points, and then I'll open up questions from the floor. Why is Barney wearing that false moustache? So nobody will recognise him. And why is he speaking in that funny accent? He's pretending to be a famous Hollywood producer. Did Jonathan produce this show? No, dear. It's far too professional for that. I can't tell you too much about the film for contractual and security reasons, but I can tell you that its working title is Bar Wars, which of course is a kind of in-joke between Steve and me. <laughs> right, Steve? Yup. Most of the studio work will be done in L.A., but the special effects will be done here in the U.K. at Pinewood Studios. Co-starring alongside Miss Stone, subject to contract, of course, we hope will be Sylvester Stallone and John Paul Van Damme. From the starring names, I think you can guess that this is going to be a high-octane action movie, very much in the same style as some of our previous collaborations. Isn't that right, Steve? Yup. The location filming in this area will be taking place over the next week. So we're anxious to get you good people on board with this project. To give me an idea of numbers, can I have a show of hands? All those who are definitely excited to be part of this project. Great! Good! That's fine, I think, Steve. Yup. Is that all you can say? Yup. Doesn't he have any other lines to say? I think they're improvising. Ooh. Also in the information pack, you will find a contract. For your protection, we normally use a standard contract for extra work vetted by the British Actors' Equity Union. However, in this case, there's a slight difference between the US and England. You know how when you go on vacation, you have to have travel insurance? Well, the same thing applies when you make a movie. Some stunts and things can be kind of dangerous, although we naturally take every precaution. But accidents can happen. So, all of you have to be insured against accident and so forth. This insurance process can take a very long time, so our lawyers have come up with an alternative solution, which, I have to tell you, is very exciting for you folks. What they have come up with is that each of you will become stakeholders in the movie itself, and this will mean that you are included in the overall insurance for the movie with the same cover as myself, for Steve, and for Sharon. Yup. So when the movie is released for distribution, you will share in the profits, as well as appearing on the silver screen and having your name included in the credits. You will be receiving royalty checks for a considerable period into the future. Isn't that just great? And that's a genius. Who? I have underestimated that boy. Who? George Lucas? Yes, dear. So all you have to do to be part of this exciting new venture is to sign the contract and buy your shares in the project. 
The minimum is one share at 10 British pounds, but there is no maximum limit to what you can invest. And remember, the more you buy in, the more profits you make. Can I buy some? Of course you can. Oh, isn't this exciting? Isn't it? So, are there any questions from the floor? Either my partners or I will be happy to answer all of your questions, if we can. Right, Steve? Yup. Sharon? Uh-huh. Yes, sir. There, at the back. Did you say they wanted amateur actors for something? Walk-on parts. Hey, what are those? It's when you appear in a scene but don't say any lines. So there's nothing to learn? No. You'll be perfect for you. Oh. And the next. Yes, sir? I'm Jack Richards, chairman of the local amateur theatre group, the Off the Wall Theatre Company. Great name there, Jack. The Off the Wall Theatre Company. Great! Uh, You said you needed amateur actors for walk-on parts. That's right, Jack. Do you know any? (laughs) We're doing a show next week at the Arts Centre. And what show is that, Jack? Macbeth. The Scottish play. Know it well, Jack. Franco Zeffirelli and I talk and nothing else. So, so, what's your question? It's not a question, really. I I just want to invite you to see it, uh, so that you can see the depth of talent available in the area. Sure, Jack, sure. But we'd be really glad to support you. We'll bring the whole team along. In fact, why don't all of you folks here come join in? Support your local theatre group. Great way of maintaining community values. And we all need those in these troubled times, don't we? Thank you. you. You'll all be very welcome. Where do you get tickets from, Jack? They're coming to see us. They're coming to see us. Isn't that great? Do you think they'll notice me? How could they fail to notice you? But do you think they'll give me a part? They'll give you a part, all right. Oh, um... One more thing, Mr. Lucas. As a gesture of goodwill to the community, you understand, uh, we would welcome the opportunity to have Miss Stone take a small part in our humble production. Uh, How would you feel about that, Miss Stone? Well, yes, I'd love to, Jack. It's been a long time since I acted in a stage show, and it's even longer since I played in Shakespeare. However, I did play one of the three bitches on the side, which is when I was a drama college. Do you have an opening for a bitch? Isn't she funny, ladies and gentlemen? Let's give a big round of applause for her generosity, Miss Sharon Steenstone. Thank you, thank you. So, how can you resist, ladies and gentlemen? Macbeth at the Art Centre with Sharon Stone. Jack, tell us, where to get those tickets again? She's going to be in the show. I'm going to act with Sharon Stone. I'm going to meet a star. I got cheques for £890. And I've got cash for £1,100 and signed contracts with cash to come for another thousand. How much is that? A lot. By my reckoning, we've just paid back the amount in excess of the overdraft. In that case, I think we deserve a drink. I'll get them in. Oh, Jack, I'm so impressed. 
I thought you'd given up actually performing. How could I resist? Sometimes the perfect part just comes along. And you played it to perfection. Oh, thank you, my dear. And of course, it was only one night. I wouldn't want to do it again. I feel really silly, but I knew it was you, but I got carried away. I really fell for it. Never mind, dear. You really are silly, but we love you for it. From the profits, it looked like just everybody fell for it. Now all we've got to do is make the film. But I thought you weren't going to make the film. It's not the same film. Okay, now I'm confused. It's still worrying me, Barney. First, illegal drugs. Now extortion. What next? Sex. Sex. That's it, isn't it? It's my theory, isn't it? Sex and drugs. We've done the drugs, so it's got to be sex next. Okay. I admit it, it is your idea. Richard told me your theory of the perfect business, and I just elaborated a little. Do I get a prize? Later. I like the sound of that. Can I be in the sex part? I think we're counting on it. And you, Christine. Sounds just like my sort of thing. What do I have to do? I'll tell you later. I'm not sure about this, Barney. What on earth have you got planned next? Don't worry, Jack. It'll all be done in the best possible taste. Hmm. Where have I heard that before? Have you heard? Have I heard what, Jonathan? The latest ticket sales, darling. The Art Centre have had a run on tickets. They rang us. They rang me up to ask for you what the maximum capacity for a show was. But it's their theatre. Why don't they know? Oh, it was a joke, Anne. They were so shocked to find out that they were selling tickets for one of our shows that rang up to tease us. Well, they've never seen such a surge in bookings. Ah, oh, I'd better ring Jack to tell him. Do you have any figures? Oh, no. No, I didn't ask. Typical. Here we are up to our necks in debt and you don't ask about how many tickets we've sold. Oh, sorry, have you seen this evening's paper? No, I've come straight from work. There's a report about how some big American film companies have been recruiting extras for a blockbuster they're filming around here. You don't say. In a way, I wish I'd gone to the meeting... Why didn't you? Too much work to do on the show, my dear. Macbeth requires the ultimate in concentrated study. And could I stand in the evening of American superficiality? Well, perhaps it's just as well you weren't there. Why do you say that? Well, Hollywood blockbusters are a bit beneath your intellectual level, aren't they? Indeed, yes. But the report did say that they were encouraging local people to support their theatre group. So I suppose we should be grateful to the colonials. That would account for the increased interest in the show, I suppose. That's very nice of them, don't you think? Well, yes, I suppose it is. It's unusual for a bunch of yanks, though. You know how much they love history and culture. Hmm, not having any of their own, you mean? Yes, I see. Oh, Jack, I was just going to ring you. There's been a run on our ticket sales. I know. This is terrible. Why? It's wonderful. Yes, of course. But we need some more nights. We, we could sell those as well. Uh, uh, Jonathan! Men, never satisfied. That's not been my experience, Anne. What? That was some time ago. <laughs> I'm sorry, Aggie, I don't follow you. Never mind. Have you seen the other two witches? I haven't seen Christine or Sharon yet. If you see them, tell them I'm looking for them. I've got their costumes. Right. Right, everyone, beginners! Where are those witches? Aggie! Have you got the witches' costumes yet? No, they're not finished yet. Well, I wanted them for tonight. Well, you can't have them tonight. This is insufferable. How am I expected to see what they look like if you've not finished them? Use your imagination. No, sorry, I forgot. You haven't got any, have you? Oh, really? Anne says you've got the costumes. They're in the car, yes. 
We can get them out later. Where's Sharon? She's the one I'm worried about. Oh, don't you know what she's like? It'll be a piece of cake, if you'll pardon the joke. <laughs> Are you all right with this? Of course I am. I've always loved being a slut. Why do you think Richard's so attached to me? When it comes to down and dirty, I wrote the book. Oh, you must let me into some of your secrets. I could do with a bit of vicarious excitement. But not now. We've got to avoid Jonathan. <gasps> Where the hell is everyone? We've got a show in two days. Doesn't anyone care? Oh, there you are, Christine. Your costume's not finished, I understand, so we'll have to make do for tonight. Righto. And where is Sharon? Sharon! Aggie! There you are. Where have you been all day? Staying away from you. Why? Because you're a selfish, manipulative bastard, that's why. What have I done? You know perfectly well what you've done. Uh, is this anything to do with... You the... know damn well it is. You didn't really expect us to... Oh, don't be so silly, Christine. Of course you did. Look, let me explain. There's nothing to explain. I understand it all. First, I'm set up as a drug dealer. Then I have to impersonate a famous movie star in order to con people out of their hard-earned money. And then, to put the final cap on it, I find out from Aggie that you listen. want... Listen! No, I won't listen. I've got nothing more to say to you. Oh, shit. What's up with her? She nearly knocked me down the stairs. I think she's found out about the next stage of the plan. Ah. Yeah, and I think we might have gone just a bit too far this time. Ah. As you say. Ah. I suppose this is the point at which you say, so I take it sex is out the question. You could say that, yes. Ah. So, George, got any suggestions? Nope. Any blockbuster ideas? Nope. So that's it then? Yep. That's my line. Unless... Yeah? No. What? Nothing. Just wanted to raise your spirits a bit. <laughs> ah, just the two reprobates I wanted to see. Don't you start. Why? I've just had a going over from Chris. I take it you told her the little plan. I certainly did. Ah. Pity. It was such a great plan. Ah. Ah, indeed. Don't take it to heart. You tried your best. It's just that women don't look at striptease the way men do. I thought Chris did. She loved doing it for me. Ah, big mistake, eh? Mm. Of course, you could always do your version of the full Monty. In Macbeth? Well, Macbeth, Banquo, Ross, all in the scene together, in the scene following the witches, aren't they? Yeah. The witches just disappear, so you're still in the disco. Yeah. Then we play the music and cue. She's right. Yeah. What about Robert? Oh, I'm sure we can persuade him. How? Leave that to Delia Smith here. Bloody hell, Aggie, that's brilliant. Why didn't I think of it? Because you're just a man, that's why. When will you all accept the inevitable conclusion that you are the inferior gender? We bow before your superior wisdom. Now bugger off, we're on in a minute. <laughs> That was the fourth episode of Ripping Off Angels, performed by the Concept Players Theatre Company. If you want to find out more about them and what they do, visit their website at www.concept-players.com. If you want to let us know what you thought of the show, you can contact me at nigel.holloway at xmas-carol.co.uk. I look forward to hearing from you.